You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to the third in a very sporadic series of podcasts about comic book stuff called Podcast Without Fear. I'm Neil Bolt, who has not done a podcast for a while, but I thought I'd come back into it for PSU with this. And with me, I have the man who is normally our host for this podcast. He is slightly otherwise distracted by the DLC for a major game. Uh, Gary Bagdasarov. How are you, Gary? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. What's going on in life, Gary? Oh, you know, just rage and anger, more <laughs> rage, and then the most absolute blissful happiness <laughs> right afterwards. Um, That's fair enough. And... I, I can't talk about it, yep. unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah, that that just sounds like many people's problems with Fallout, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, for me, it's mostly the... The rage and the anger. So rage. the blissfulness hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get better. And also with us, who a man who's also been on the show the other two times, uh, it's Ben. Ben Shilago Hall, the pillar of all podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I seem to be in most of them nowadays. Yes, Ben. <laughs> it's like a lucky totem. You have to have him there. <laughs> you just want me because I can record. You can record and you say things. I and say the, words. Is that, sometimes they make a sentence. Yeah, sometimes we we all make these little sentences that work <laughs> out fine. It doesn't uh, mean I, they make any sense, but sometimes. No, no, but even better to be honest when they don't. Yeah. And what about you then, Ben? How have you been? I'm not too bad to be honest. But, um, I've got a new phone, but that's that's about it. Ooh, it is so fancy. nice. It's, it's a bit too reflective for me, though. I can see myself in the back of it. Uh, I'm sure it will dull. The shine will dull in time. Well, yeah. If mine's anything to go by. It's it. I remember well, the back uh, of my phone looked like this, almost like a mirror. Now it uh, looks like a spider's web. Of... Well, there's a watch. I'm happy I went for the black version instead of the, the chrome, because yeah. I looked at the chrome one while I was there. Oh, chrome. Uh, yes, yeah, oh, it is a mirror. <laughs> it's it, it's not chrome, it's, it's just a mirror. Yeah, I suppose that's actually... Literally, what it's for, and imagine it's the sort of person that needs to have a look at themselves before they take the <laughs> selfie. Yes. Well, they can look at themselves while they're taking the selfie. It's that yeah. mirrory. I say then we should uh, get on with talking about comic book based things, as we should. Last time, <laughs> <laughs> last time we added this was in the wake of Batman Arkham Knight, where we did a spoiler cast. So. Rest assured, it won't take three hours of podcasting this time because we don't have to spend half the podcast doing over a story of a game. Though, of course, we will still have comic book game talk at some point. Um, we'll start off with some things Gary brought up. Um, Gary, Wonder Woman. It's uh, yeah. gone into production today, I believe is the right one. Yeah, it's right? gone into full production. Yeah. Which is quite exciting. And Chris Pine is also going to be in it as well. We've seen yeah. There was uh, a lot of rumors speculating um, whether he's going to be Chris Trevor, who he's playing in Wonder Woman now. Yeah. Um, or if they're going to cast him as Hal Jordan for the Green Lantern movie. Mm. Yeah, he has been heavily rumored for that one. So it's... Yeah. I, I personally would have preferred Hal Jordan, 
Um, I think he would have done a great job as Hal Jordan. Um, but yeah, Chris Trevor is is also a good choice, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I find Chris Pine to be fairly underrated. To be honest, as an actor, he's quite de- got decent chops on him. Does can do action, can do a bit of drama. It's like we shouldn't judge him just because he happened to be in Star Trek Into Darkness. It's not his fault. <laughs> I mean, he still did a good job as the character, though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it was nothing on him. It was just uh, the Abrams effect of we must have a twist that's not a twist. Uh, which uh, seems to be happening with another big sci-fi franchise that he's involved in. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> going on from there. Um, so it's also rumored Nicole Kidman should star in that. Do you, any idea who you think she might play? Um, no idea. It's rumored uh, they announced a lot of the cast already. Um, she wasn't a part of the cast, so I don't know if they're going to go ahead and go with her. If she is going to be in the movie... She is rumored uh, to be playing, uh, I think it's Circe. Okay, that makes, yeah, I could see that. That makes a bit more sense, but could just be like a small cameo if she's not being mentioned at this point. I don't know. Yeah, the, the plot of the movie right now, uh, they're obviously keeping under wraps, but apparently it takes place um, during World War One, and... Um, before or during the events of Batman and Superman. So it jumps time periods um, throughout the movie, I guess. Hmm. That could be interesting. Keeps it a bit fresher. You know, it's already quite luxurious, exotic locations for a Wonder Woman film, especially origin story-wise. Where you... Yeah, yeah. because in Batman vs. Superman, she already knows Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And she already knows that he's Batman. That's so, it. Obviously, at some point, they cross paths. So, yeah. Yeah. Intriguing. It's starting to take shape now. It's, we said before, it's going to be quite important for DC going forward to have that female-fronted action film from a comic book perspective, especially uh, a character that's as old as the, uh, the other part of the Trinity, Batman and Superman. Yeah, so that she finally gets this chance. It's... And like I've said, she—I think it is the most important movie they're doing. Mm, totally. The and as we'll come to later, I, I think you know Marvel already proving that you can easily have a, a female-fronted you know, comic book show, and it'd be good for what it is. Exactly, it's brilliant to see. So the precedent is set, I think, on that one. Um, Keeping it DC, um, Justice League Dark casting got announced as well. You uh, had the info on that one, Gary. What do you reckon? Yeah, uh, well, Justice League Dark was actually um, being written by Guillermo del Toro um, way before DC even announced all their movie slate. Mm. So he's been writing it for a long time. He's wanted to do the movie himself, um, but obviously with all the movies coming out now, you know, he, he had to move on uh, to do other stuff. He had other yeah. obligations. But DC and Warner Brothers have approved his script. They are going to make the movie based off of his script. So that's good. But uh, before he left uh, the project, he threw out a whole bunch of names that he believes um, should be cast for the movie. And uh, Warner Brothers, uh, to their effort, have actually gone out 
under his recommendation and try to get some of these actors. Um, so the first one he really wanted uh, was Matt Ryan to return as Constantine from the TV show. Mm. Um, he was really pushing for that, um, obviously, uh, because DC doesn't want to connect their TV shows with their movies. Um, that's probably not going to happen. Um, so they're doing their best to can him anyway, so maybe that could be the exception to the rule. Maybe. Um, but right now, uh, the two leading men uh, that are rumored to play Constantine are either Ian McGregor mm-hmm. or Colin Farrell. No, not Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, just, it's wrong on a few levels. So it's like... I'm not doubting he could do it in some ways, but yeah, it, Keanu Reeves is still far closer than Colin Farrell <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think it's very important they get an English actor to play him, though. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, you see, he is English, so I think that that has to be a must. Yeah, I mean, the TV show, short as it was, it was did capture that properly. You know, it was closest in look and sound to what you'd expect. To. Mm-hmm. John Constantine. And Matt Ryan was a, an amazing cast. He yeah. he nailed it, and I I do want him to return. He wants to play the character as often as he can. He's already said that. Um, yeah, I think this problem with that show ended up being that there's just too many shows like it. That doesn't matter how good it is or what difference it in tone it might have. That there's too many of those sort of shows of man goes up against supernatural entities type shows already in I think the network they went for was also a bad idea. Yeah. Which which DC has already said that they they chose the wrong network to play that show. Mm. <laughs> um the other cast was Ron Perlman um of as Swamp, <laughs> as Swamp Thing, which I think would would suit him pretty well. Yeah. The, um, would it, would he want to be back in makeup again, having said <laughs> oh, yeah. so much about Hellboy and how much of a horror show it was for him having to be in makeup constantly? So. Which is weird because he's been he's been rallying for Hellboy three for a while now. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think, he still wants to do it as much as he hates it. <laughs> it. It must be like that childbirth effect. Too. It's like at the time, the person saying never again. Because of the pain and the horror, and it's like, but the further away you get from it, all that goes away, and you just go, oh, you know what? It's pretty cool. I might do that again, and then you'll be there getting the makeup checker. And why? Why? <laughs> this yeah. didn't need to happen. <laughs> but yeah, that's Swamp Thing. He'd be absolutely perfect. I think it's just he's got the face. It's the thing with Ron Perlman. Those yeah. kind of roles, full of character, a little haggard, and just. Slightly un- inhuman, if you will, but it just sounds insulting to poor Ron Hunt-Bellman, but it's... Oh, well, he, ha- he has a great voice for playing those types of characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other cast, um, uh, the only actress they're going for is uh, for Lady Xanadu, um, who, if a lot of people obviously don't know who she is, she doesn't appear very often, but she... Uh, she's kind of like a fortune teller in Justice League Dark. She's kind of the one who leads them and tells them where they need to go. Yeah. Um, Constantine is technically the leader. Uh, he's not part of the group anymore. Actually, the group is disbanded. Uh, it's it's a long story. But um, yeah, she, uh, Monica Bellucci is who they're going for to play Lady Xanadu. Hmm. Which, obviously, she's 
probably more famous than any of those actors combined. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be a big, big hit for them to get her. Um, And the other one, they don't have a cast for it, but they're going for uh, probably an African-American or a Latin version of Zaytana. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that working, to be honest. But, but no, no one attached to that yet, name-wise. Nobody attached. Um, uh, directors, they're either going for Afron Cashels and Navit. I can't even pronounce his name. But they did a movie called Big Bad Wolves, which was a very uh, it was a cult. I guess a cult. Fo- it has a cult following. Uh, it was a kind of an independent movie. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, or they're going for. Uh, Fede Alvarez, who directed the remake of Evil Dead. Hmm. Those are the three. Uh, you see, there's probably that's be my concern there. Is that, that version of Evil Dead was just so totally wrong as it was. You know, it just lost the whole point of Evil Dead. It's like you can do a remake and do things differently, obviously, but when yeah, it's just there's no tongue-in-cheek tone to it. It was literally... Well, interesting. A lot of people don't know this about the Evil Dead remake, is that it's actually a sequel to the first Evil Dead movie. Mm. Which is confusing to a lot of people because they did the first Evil Dead movie, which was kind of a serious movie, and then Evil Dead 2 was pretty much the exact same movie, but it took that more comedic tone. Yeah. And Army of Darkness was a sequel to Evil Dead 2... Whereas the remake of Evil Dead is technically a sequel to the horror version of the first Evil Dead movie. Yeah, so many, so many names. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them Evil Dead. <laughs> but no, it just—I did think at the time it was odd that that was a one that it felt like it was too mean spirited. I thought, is it me that I think of that? But no, even the original Evil Dead, which yes has its shock value, but still. It looks silly enough that you don't quite take it as seriously. But it's, it's, it's not the first remake of a horror to do that. It's just completely misappointed. Halloween was no one where Rob Zombie just completely went overboard and then added the stupid backstory that wasn't needed. Uh, yeah, but we're getting off track with that one. That's, that could be a whole other podcast about horror. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben, anything on that one? Not really, to be honest. Really, this is this bit's not really Ben's bag. It's just <laughs> I'm just here to listen in. I'm enjoying it. Is it's it? like I'm having a podcast of my own. Yeah, Ben's own private <laughs> podcast live. <laughs> uh, but we, we will have you involved soon enough, though, that's for sure. Um, last bit of uh, Gary's uh, little things you brought up were... Uh, in comics, and going to Marvel for a moment, um, New Avengers, Cable's in the New Avengers. Is that right, Gary? Uh, he's part of the Uncanny Avengers. Oh, Uncanny Avengers. This is uh, where you have to sort of clarify these things. <laughs> uh, the Uncanny Avengers, I actually don't know. The, the Avengers change so often, it's really hard to keep track of who's a part of who. Yeah, um, I was think it I read... Deadpool part of Uncanny at one point as well? Yes, I think he was. Yeah. Uh, he's he has... part of a group of Avengers right now. I don't know which one it is, though. 
<laughs> it's hard to do us. You could pick up a, a comic book from uh, the Avengers at any point in the last twenty years, and it'll probably be a different lineup each time. It's yeah. No matter which one you pick, it's the beauty of having so many superheroes that can be in these sort of things. It's yeah. It's I suppose it's an interesting take because you know he's not really traditional sort of thing, but yeah, it keeps things fresh. Has a bit I, different. I, I don't like it though. No, Cable's always been a solo act. He's yeah, there's that side of it. Been a team player. The only time he's ever teamed up was with Deadpool, and that was <laughs> hell of it. Oh, see, I like Cable and Deadpool. <laughs> well, yeah, like a, it's just for the hell of it. It doesn't really do anything to the whole universe of Marvel, but. No. You know, and, and there is a Deadpool cable crossover as well. That yeah. Marvel. Oh, they do a new one. Yeah. Oh, that's good because I've got the old one. I was going to say that Deadpool is now in like seven comics in in Marvel. <laughs> well, we all know is... why he's in seven because of the movie next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's insanely popular as well, which is yeah. Yeah, I was very I just... surprised that he was the most wanted Halloween costume over people from the Avengers. I'd have thought that Thor or Iron Man would be more popular than Deadpool. How many people have just repurposed the Spider Man costume to <laughs> Deadpool? Exactly. How easy it is to be Deadpool than Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the difference in what I'd expect to be popular, you know, because of I, how big those movies are. That's it. It's. It may prove to be that he'll be even bigger again next year if the movie does well. That's... I kind of hope not. I know that sounds weird, but... Yeah, he wouldn't really be this cult thing anymore if that happened. It would be... You know, he'd be up there with the rest of them. I mean, and the fact that it's worked for a lot of Marvel's casts of characters now that you know no one really heard of them outside of people that read comic books. And now they're, you know, people who never read a comic book let alone a book in their life couldn't tell you oh I watched this thing with this character in uh, uh, Jessica Jones even and it's I'm so glad you said that Neil yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you want it to be this whole little thing that you're in because it's always been you know this is our type of people we like this sort of thing and that's natural you know that's natural anything you could say it with video games and it used to be this thing for a certain type of people who and now you've got to share it with the big wide world because it's more popular. It's but yeah, you still got that level of stuff that only you can enjoy that you know, a casual audience isn't going to really get into necessarily. So it's it's not so bad in that sense. That's why I always try to think of when it comes to these things. Is always you end up just shaking your fist in the air and going filthy casuals to everyone. <laughs> it's just not nice. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, but but going back to cable for a moment, um, yeah. I, I just I it's just becoming more and more uh, prominent for Marvel right now, in my opinion, that they're just they're trying to get rid of the X Men. Like yes. it's in my, they really are. They're doing everything they can to just the X Men are done, you know, and and the Inhumans are the cool thing now. The Inhumans are the X Men to them now. Is yeah. is the vibe that I'm getting from Marvel at this point? Uh, yeah, strategy wise, they are moving everything to the stuff that they own in the television and movie space, so that they can 
use them more. And hence, I, it, I mean, it is looking ever more likely that they'll never get those licenses back. Well, well it's weird yeah. because they just signed another deal with Fox with the X-Men license. Yeah. To, just recently, and I'm like, if you want them back so bad, if you're doing everything you can to get that license back, you know, screwing over, you know, the X-Men characters and Fox and all that, but yet here you are striking another deal with Fox. Mm. But then maybe that's their strategy to, to, to demean the characters to the point where they don't matter anymore and hope that it works so badly for Fox that they'll just give it up. Like, because I'm sorry to say is a terrible move because the X-Men is their most popular character. Mm. But then Fantastic Four should be a brilliant on-screen uh, film easily. Hasn't been three times now. And with a reboot, and it's still not managed it. X Men's good, I want to do, but you kind of think if certain people weren't working on it, it would stop being good very quickly. Well, that was already proven. Yeah. When Brian Singer left, we got yeah. X Men 3 The Last Stand. Mm. <laughs> and then, of course, Matthew Vaughan came in and did first class like he was supposed to do The Last Stand. And Notorious as he is for just ditching a movie after saying he'll do a sequel, he left and let Brian Singer come in again. So, but yeah, again, it was people that liked comic book movies and comic books that came in and did the job, and they're the ones that end up making the better movies for it. It's, it's just, I, I honestly, I think the real blow for Marvel came when um, they saw that um, X Men: Days of Future Past. Mm. Um, did better at the box office than Captain America Winter Soldier. Which is insane to me because as as good as Days of Future Past was, Winter Soldier is literally one of Marvel's best films easily. Mm-hmm. So, but I think when they saw a license that they own but have no control over do better than the movie they're putting everything behind, mm-hmm. I think that what was the turning point for, for X-Men and Marvel? Yeah, I think it's the closer they got to the whole Civil War thing being a movie, that they realising who they could and couldn't get. It's almost like an act of petulance to destroy what you can't have anymore. And it's... Yeah. I mean, that's it. major characters in that aren't going to be in that because of the way the deals are, because of the way, what they've done. You, know, mm-hmm. you need the Fantastic Four to have a whole major plot point in the Civil War, you know, in the creation of uh, the prison and such. And also Wolverine is a big part of all that. And Spider-Man doesn't even look like he'll be in it properly as a result of all the shenanigans. Well, I thought he was now. Yeah. I thought he's got a cameo yeah. beforehand. He will be, but it's going to be so late. Yeah, but it's not enough because he is another central character to that story. It's the struggle between, you know, this tug of war between Captain America and Iron Man over, you know, Peter Parker's soul, so to speak, and trying to get him to be choosing one side or the other. And he is the catalyst for this whole thing. Well, they've already said the fact they're not going to do any more origin stories because everyone knows the origin of Spider-Man by now. They should do. (laughs) (laughs) You think anyway? But but, the, but they're getting pissed off that DC is not doing origin stories. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that he could have a bigger input in the Civil War than we think. 
I think. It could, but I don't think it'll be as big as it should be. It won't be as big you... as it should be, but I think it would be more than we're thinking it'll be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they've had the deal for longer than they have said, or they've had the script and stuff ready for when they got it. They probably yeah. had like two or three scripts. One without Spider-Man, with, with Spider-Man, and one <laughs> for backup just in case. <laughs> Like, there is no other movie he can cameo in. Um, Civil War is the next Marvel movie. Mm. So there, there really isn't anything you can put him into. Like, Ant-Man was the closest thing, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, didn't they also joke that Spider-Man was in something else beforehand as well, just people didn't see him or something like that? I'm sure no, that was something like... sure. Oh, that was the Punisher. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, so the, he, he was, was in the <laughs> Which was reaching a bit, but yes. Yeah, he was the dude driving the truck that you never saw. I was like, what? <laughs> How am I supposed to even come up with a guess that that's the Punisher? <laughs> Could be anyone. Yeah. Could be Captain Planet, probably. No. <laughs> oh, look at us getting off track there. That's uh, <laughs> an old debate. But I will add one more thing to that. Can they really do the same you know, unmasking storyline with a character who's barely going to have been on the, in the film for about 10 minutes before they do it. And the fact that he's now going to be 15 years old changes the whole dynamic. So, it, well, I suppose we'll see. That's all we can say on that. I was excited for it, but then I just... Well, just... Like, they talk about it as Civil War, but in my opinion, I don't even think it's going to be what we think it is. No, because look at the teams as well. It's just they're so unmatched. Way unmatched. So like Iron Man's team will just eradicate Captain America's team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe they'll go and do what uh, they originally planned with Civil War, and that's introduce the Hulk as the big change. Well, I know this wasn't on the topics actually, but um, something that did come up, of course, recently was that Hulk will have a movie to play in only coming up. He'll be in for Ragnarok. And it'll be more like a buddy movie between Thor and Hulk. That, that's going to be amazing. It'll be like buddy cop movie, but Hulk. Yeah, I mean, it will. I mean, that just makes a Thor film sound much better by implementing Hulk. Is it weird that I like the second Thor movie? It's like, it is. I did. I, 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 it wasn't great, but I did enjoy it. It's weird. On a base level, I liked it because Christopher Eccleston was in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Though he didn't once become Mancunian and start speaking that like that, but yeah, it it was alright. It just wasn't a great movie. I think it's because it was such a surprise that the first four movie was actually a decent little romp. Just the second one just felt a bit too serious, I think, for what it was. And it is that whole sort of Shakespeare in the park, as uh, Tony Stark puts it, thing to it, where it's just a tiny bit ludicrous. Even for a comic book film, yeah, it's like yeah. The other problem I see with the third Thor movie is it's they're being t- they're talking like um, Tom who is it Tom Hiddleston yeah, who played, yeah he's not even going to be in the movie, which originally seemed to be the thing because he wasn't in Age of Ultron that he would be in the Thor movie, but that's the problem. Which I think is ridiculous. After the ending you got in Thor two. Mm. You think he would have to be in the Thor third movie? Well, it depends what they're saying or what they're not saying at the minute, I think. It's 
some secrets will be kept at this but point. But what if he isn't in the movie because he is who movie. he is at the end of the yeah. movie? <laughs> Technically, he's not in the movie, but he is yes. in the movie. Yeah, this understand what I mean. Yeah, but it does seem like they're trying to balance out what they perceive to be the weakest personalities in their respective movie series with a more personality, you know, a character that's more liked. You know, so Four now has Hulk because he's more liked because Four on his own, it's not always going to work. And Captain America unfairly gets the bland label because he's the you know Johnny be good sort of guy and so he gets Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark to sort of pep things up a bit because that's been something that's running through all the movies in recent times so it's a smart move because you're increasing the audience and as you were saying before you know that Winter Soldier for all the good it was it was outperformed by X-Men which so they've probably taken one look at that said oh yeah, we want to make more money out of Cap, so we'll make it the Civil War film, and then you can have all these people in it. It's... Ah. Uh, I personally feel that was... The Civil War movie was in direct competition for Batman Superman. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think if that hadn't been coming, that maybe they would have put it off a little longer. Yeah. Had Cap been a different story. But then I don't know... That was the original plans. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think they changed a lot of stuff around for when Mar when DC announced their movie lineup. Yeah, but I also think that in the long term plans, certain actors are obviously going to only be in for a certain amount of time, film wise. So it's probably planned to let them go when the time comes and you know, move on to the next sort of roster of people. Just have why... it so they can leave during the the, the what's got their war. Yeah, Thanos. Yeah. The yeah, Infinity Gauntlet movie, because they could just literally have everyone die. Yeah, they could also, if it was <laughs> further along the line, they could copy the recent you know, reboot of the Marvel Universe itself, you know, if they wanted to get rid of a lot of people and change things up. And... Yeah, but then they'd have to remove, they'd have to yeah, not Doom in it anymore. Then they'd have to redo the whole plot. Yeah, but then, who knows, <laughs> by then... <laughs> Dr. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> By then, maybe they'll have sullied Fantastic Four for a, a fourth time, and they might finally twig that hey, we're not we're not very good at doing this anymore. So, do you want these characters anymore? Back? Yeah. As much as I loved the first two movies, they weren't good. Well, again, just I'm glad they rebooted it in a way because yeah. getting it back, you wouldn't be able to use the same characters, obviously. Yeah. Because uh, oh, I just have a very confusing reason as to why Captain America is also the Human Torch. <laughs> that that I'm sorry, but that would that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, different universes. Isn't I, it? I mean, <laughs> no, but that just sounds amazing. That having Captain America also be the Human Torch because then he could set his shield on fire. Well, why why couldn't they? Since Captain America isn't you know Captain America in the comics anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they keep put Falcon in his place. And, oh, I'm a Human Torch instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cap, you have got two lighters in your hand. That's not Human Torch. <laughs> What are lighters? Uh, <laughs> ain't nothing here but my flame. It's fantastic. I, I, I personally enjoyed uh, the Silver Surfer. I actually enjoyed it. It, it was like the best of a bad bunch, yeah. As I said, I, I didn't like it. I, it's one of those movies I, I like to watch again every yeah. so often, but it's, just, it's not... That, it's weird. 
It's a movie Three, so bad you like it. Three fifths of the cast in the Fantastic Four movies were actually well cast. That was Mr. Fantastic and Ewan Griffith. So Michael Chiklis is uh, Ben and Johnny Storm, which Chris Evans. Chris Evans was perfect for it at the time. I see. I kind of liked um, the character who played Doctor Doom. No, it's but just... then that's because I used to watch Charmed a lot. So yeah, I think there was. <laughs> you, can, you can tell the quality was in that sense because it was all people who'd been in TV shows and yeah. it's just like who wanted a movie, and it's like, well, they're cheaper to get than proper movie stars, so let's just chuck them in. It's uh, what can you do? I also would think it's funny that if uh, they ever reboot Blade, or if, if Wesley Snipes comes back with Blade, and uh, Deadpool's still in the same universe, that he wonders why Hannibal King suddenly goes around in tight spandex making quips. Actually, speaking of Blade, rumor is they're going with his daughter if they're going to redo it. Yeah. Which is He's still going to be in the movie as Blade, but it's going to be more focused on his daughter. Yeah, he'll end up being more of a Whistler type. If you yeah. I think that Blade is not going to fit in the Marvel Universe. Put him on the TV shows yeah. with Jeff Bevel and Jessica Jones because the, the live action, he doesn't fit. Just like he doesn't fit in the comics anywhere either, in my opinion. No. Like, he's just like, I, that's what I hate. Like, Blade is part of Marvel, but yet you never hear about any vampire attacks ever. <laughs> <laughs> Unless then, you read about Deadpool, because Deadpool married the Vampire Queen. There you go. Team him up with Deadpool. Deadpool has enough teammates. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get onto Jessica Jones in a bit, oh, there is something about that does sort of sort of wedge in that more supernatural side of things, and you know where the powers are more involved, where you didn't really have that so much with Daredevil. But we'll get to that. Um, little section now. Um, the Deadpool game, funny enough, we're talking about Deadpool. He's a uh, that's being re-released, and I'm sure it's going to be a fast improvement on the original. Uh, you guys both played it before, I believe. Is that right? The yeah, PS3 I played it. Yes, PS3. yeah. Um, far removed from it now, but what do you think of that game anyway? Because we've sort of had a discussion about it's funny. It's it's true to Deadpool in that sense, but as a game, it's not as good as it could be, really. So, Ben, do you want to sort of say what you like, don't like about Deadpool? Well, I liked the actual... Well, I liked Deadpool as a character. I thought the character itself was very like the comic books. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay wasn't too bad, though. I did have an issue with the camera at some points. Mm. Uh, apart from that... I did really, well, I did really enjoy the game. I didn't really have any, I wish it was a bit longer. But some of the sections were a bit annoying. Um, I'd played it when it came out, so it's been a while. Do you think it needed to be sort of really made, really, though? It's... Well, it didn't need it, but it, I, I, would, I would probably buy a PS4 just because I want it on my PS4 instead of it on my PS3. But I would have preferred, if they are remaking it, which they did, to improve the actual game. Yeah, which doesn't sound like the argument. In fact, how about this for stupid? How about this for ridiculously bad? The trailer that came out is the trailer from the PS3 version. Which in itself is a Deadpool joke. <laughs> it's the way it is. I'm just saying it's just so lazy. It is than... lazy. They're using the Deadpool humour as an excuse for laziness in that sense. Yeah. It's almost like a joke that Deadpool would have the same trailer twice, but at the same time, it's just 
I'm sure. No, even then, Deadpool would have some bits that were slightly different, or it would twist halfway through it. He wouldn't just have the whole trailer, mm. including everything he's already said before. He would say something new. Like, he would joke out about the fact that it's the same trailer. <laughs> yeah, that would be the joke. Yeah, that would be it. Said, it but he has the same lines. Like... Same lines, same everything. Is it Activision? Yeah, it's Activision. Yeah, there you go. They told, remember, it was, they told the company that they didn't want it to do very well in Metal Cricket. They that to- sounds about right. They um, told the company they should aim for six, just 60%. I think uh, <laughs> when we have our uh, 100th episode of uh, Unchained, which is next week, um, I may bring that up about some companies because that's something very bugging about Activision that's <laughs> uh, gone away for a while and yet they're still very much doing the same things they've been doing for years. It's, it's you know, you get come EA, Konami, all that lot get a lot of the shit, but yeah, we'll get to that next week. Um, Gary, what about you? How did you feel about the Deadpool game? Oh, pretty much the same uh, as Ben. Um, I think it was very true to the character of Deadpool. Um, his one-liners were fantastic. The combat was very mediocre, in my opinion. Like you got a whole bunch of moves, but you never wanted to use them because they didn't matter. Your basic, you know, combo attack with the square button did all the damage for you. There's really no reason to do any of the other moves, in my opinion. Um, but uh, one of the, I think the funny thing about Deadpool the game was that. Um, we talk about all the characters Marvel has. Literally every supporting character in that game was an X-Men character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of them. Even the final boss was an X-Men character. <laughs> Again, licensing. Yeah. Being um, <laughs> but yeah, it was very short. It was about three hours long, which is a shame because um, you, like, you wanted to keep playing just to hear him talk. Um, like there's this one whole conversation where he's like sneaking and he makes this whole D and D like conversation with himself about, Ooh, am I going to roll a good, you know, hit on this enemy if I strike them from behind? <laughs> it, it was great stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, as far as it being re-released, um, it's a terrible move in my opinion. Um, and the timing is just... the timing is even worse simply because, why release it now when you literally could have released it like the week the movie came out? Yeah, or you know, yeah, even, even January. <laughs> January is empty. Release it then. Even even then, like I released it like a week after the movie comes out because everybody sees the movie, everybody jumps on the bandwagon of Deadpool, and then oh, let's go buy the game. Hey, to be fair though, this is just probably a better time in some ways because because there's, there's going to be a physical release, I think, or at least. It looked like there will be a, from the trailer. Yeah, there is a. So that means by February you'll be down in price. So Which... people will watch the movie, think, "Oh my god, I want to play Deadpool game." Oh my god, it's only fifteen pounds. Yeah, because it's currently <laughs> thirty pounds in the UK when yeah. it'll be new. So yeah, it is a lot for a game that short. Yeah. To it's not down in price. It Activision will, doesn't uh... put games down in price, especially the comic book games. They were in the UK. How... <laughs> oh my goodness! When I saw that was in the sale, I was like, "That's a sale price." That's like... <laughs> like thirty nine ninety nine. Like what? I was looking for it to see—is it that they're going to give you that money to take it off their hands? Because it's just 
Uh, that, yeah, one of the worst games of last year. Oh my but, but that's kind of the problem with Activision and, and their comic games now. Licenses like they're, in general, to be honest. They're just, they're just making them because they have the license and they know people will buy them. Yeah, I think me and you had this conversation not long ago about them and licenses in general because they do the same with James Bond when they've had it. They've just sort of shrugged it. Notice we've been very quiet on that for a while. And, uh, well, they yeah. just want to make sure they don't lose the license. It's well, like... no, there's there's a rumour it's Telltale have got that license now. That's... Oh, God. Because <laughs> they've uh, talked about doing a Bond episodic series. but That'd be so boring. <laughs> As long as it has the sex, I'm fine with it. Press X to Shakada, yeah. <laughs> well, that would be... Uh, then you can have like, a dialogue afterward and um, she'll be like, it's disapproved with Bond. And of course, there'll be a trophy for mixing the drink properly. That's, uh... Like, Activision has has really fallen for, like, their, their Spider-Man games used to be fun. Yeah. You know, and then, like, I don't know how you fail the formula. Like, how do you fail? Like, the swinging was fun last year, and then the next year it sucks. Like, how does that happen? It's just it looks so rapey as well. That's the worst part. It's a similar thing with Deadpool. Deadpool yeah. aside, the rest of the game looks very, very average. Less than average, I would say, in some parts. Well, supposedly right. the remaster is using the high textures from the PC version. <laughs> high. High textures. I've seen the PC version. Right, it's not very high. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, before yeah. we change things about Activision, I found that, sorry, this is not about comic books, but I've got to say this. Um, did you know that the Tony Hawk's team wanted Crash Bandicoot in it? <laughs> and Activision declined them. I can imagine Activision turning around and saying, who? <laughs> <laughs> Crash, we keep hearing about this Crash guy. Who is he? Even all that license anymore? Yeah, Activision owns it. Of course they do. It's that, no, they do, but they're probably like, do we even own that license? Still? Yeah, it's, a, it's like, <laughs> well, just in case we're not going to remember, we're going to hide it somewhere so that even we don't know where we put it. Universal we still owns it, I think, but Activision. It's for Vendy, wasn't it? Who yeah. Activision bought or did were bought by? Yeah, I don't know. But either way, yeah, I just found that funny. Yeah. <laughs> they want Crash Bandicoot. Huh? What, what a great <laughs> return for Crash Bandicoot that would have been. Tony Hawk's full skater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would almost top Solid Snake in that skateboarding game. So. Well, no, to be fair, it would be perfect for Tony Hawk's Five because it crashes a lot, so uh... it could be the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> so yeah, I think the general consensus is that remaster was unnecessary on Deadpool, but if it's cheap near the movie, maybe check it out just for the fact that it's fun. The remaster for full price, thirty pounds here, so less than full price, but still expensive for a game that that short. I would say, yeah, just terrible. It is it, terrible. It just doesn't need it. It really doesn't. Just right. capitalizing on the hype for the movie. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to Marvel and DC in a bit, but we've got other things outside that. We we aren't just talking like that. No, bit of anime talk, shall we? As since the last podcast, I vowed I'd get into watching more anime, and I have. And you know, obviously, we'll talk about ones influenced by manga and more than anything else here. Um, I've watched through Fairy Tale, um, first forty-eight episodes of those, and yeah, that's a wonderful little romp. That one. It's uh, I, I 
<laughs> I like remembering the the fact that you watch anime and even the gentlest of them has the, the obsession with being really pervy and <laughs> yeah, just a bit yeah sleazy if you will. But it, it's but in that way it's quite charming when it happens like that. And then of course you get the other end of the spectrum where it's yeah we know what that is. That was good. Um, currently watching Steins Gate, which it's for someone like me who likes you know, time travel stuff and all that and nutty lead characters fantastic uh, that's all I can really say in a minute with that one I've watched it, it's far deeper than you'd ever think to be honest, it's overly complex and yet still contains all your traditional sort of anime stuff, it's pretty cracking, I've enjoyed it um, we're also on the subject Mainly because, um, Ben, you have seen big movie versions of certain very famous uh, anime franchises. Have yeah, you not? saw the spin-off movie to Naruto, which ah. is stupidly called Baruto. Which sounds like a drink of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to see, I went to Lee, no, I went to Middlesbrough to go see Baruto. Uh, that was two hours and 40 minutes to get there. Uh, you went to with... Uh... Aaron Varshney. Yeah, went, so, it was a good movie. Um, oh, I, I wish they'd carry on with the series, just with the new generation. To be honest, yeah. I liked, especially at the end when, if you stayed for after the credits, you got a little spoiler on who the teammate's dad is or mother. Depends on your view. Yeah. Uh, Ochimaru had a kid. Hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever watched Naruto, but. Tiny bit, tiny yeah, bit. The so. snake guy, woman. Oh, right, yeah, so um, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then I, I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Super, to be honest. Ah, yes, the yeah. one that divides opinion, from what I see. I see, I, I've been enjoying it so far. The animation in certain episodes have been pretty bad. I'll give it that. But I think that's a more wide-ranging thing. That's not just Dragon Ball Z that happens with this. Yeah, no, check- I mean, really, really bad. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's more <laughs> obvious from the stuff that, yeah. that people have shown me. Where they say, "Look, this is it." Literally transitions from yeah. you know, really well drawn, really well animated stuff to that looks like you stepped out of the room and let your four year old kid draw the rest of it. Yeah, so, that that's been a Dragon Ball Z stable for since it launched on TV. In the yeah, first and as I said yeah. it's not the only one. I've seen it in other shows in the past, and currently it does happen, but. Yeah, it is the most blatant example of budget, budget, budget. All right, we'll use it on this bit, and then the rest. It's like they forget to draw some of it, like with the Beerus and Go- uh, the Goku training part on King Kai's planet. And some of the frames were just—it didn't even look like it was. It's like his arm just went from one part to like full out. Yeah, there was no the, actual frame the in between the two. The backgrounds would literally look like someone had a piece of coloured card down. Yeah, it's just. Like... <laughs> Just like they went to the pound store and got a few bits of coloured card for backgrounds. <laughs> well, yeah, we that... can draw a mountain on that one. No, no, no. Just keep it black. <laughs> yeah, just blue, blue, blue cardboard. Perfect. <laughs> um, but that one episode was bad. But apart from that, it's all been pretty good. Hmm. I think the Super Saiyan God transformation looked better in this TV series than it did in the movie. Oh, yes, because the movie sort of... yeah. Redoes some of the TV series, is it? No, right? the TV series is redoing the movie. Oh, right, the other way around, sorry. <laughs> um, the movies came out first, and now they're redoing all the TV show. I mean, all the movie is the TV I show. Mean, the movie is the TV show. Ooh, 
bent on repeat. By I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like that, Ben. I don't like that they're redoing what they did in the movies. I think it's, especially since the movies have pretty much been a separate storyline than the actual series. Well, they're making. Back in, they're trying to make the movie canon. Well, then mm. they'll have to make all the movies canon. Don't make cooler canon. Only <laughs> Jack Unbound should be canon. The difference you know? between these two Denver. movies and the old movies is the fact that uh, Kerry Charmer actually wrote these movies while he wasn't actually involved with the previous movies. The creator of Dragon Ball worked on Battle of Gods and Resurrection of Freezer while he didn't work on Wrath of the Dragon or Rough Bojack Unbound or the world's strongest. He had nothing to do with them. It was mm. just Toei that made those. Well, he obviously, he, he cared about Garlic Jr. because he brought him from the movie into the TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, the anime team did that. He wasn't in the manga. Garlic Jr. wasn't in the manga? No, that was just filler. Well, it was a good filler. Yeah, it was a good filler, but technically he, he had nothing to do with that. But I agree, I like Garlic Jr. <laughs> um, yeah, because then you, you, you created a character with the fusion of Vegeta and Goku, yeah. or Gogeta, and then that was only in the movies, so yeah. technically that fusion doesn't even exist. No, it's it's just Vegeta that exists. Which, makes, Which is the best one, he's the yeah. most powerful character they have. Yeah. Uh, all I know is I'm looking forward to the next arc of Dragon Ball Super after the freezer, because I know what's going to happen now. Because the manga spoiled it. Mm. So I'm looking forward to the the Universal Tournament Saga. A tournament. That's like a problem with DBZ now, isn't it? <laughs> like they don't they don't have a villain anymore. No. Well, the the villain for this is Champa, Champa, and well, I can't remember. He Basically, it's alternate version of uh, Beerus. It's a fat Beerus. I think I took that as medicine for stopping smoking. (laughs) Well, he's done it because Beerus is supposed to be beer. Whis is whiskey. Champa is champagne. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember the other one. The other one's named after an alcohol as well. Uh, Yeah, Champa is the main villain. He's trying to collect the super Dragon Balls. So does that mean freezer is what it's supposed to be then? <laughs> uh, well, it's like I found out that there's uh, a saying that's named after onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in Nico oh. Margin Z when there was a freeze. <laughs> yeah, an onion, onion saying. Oh my word! He goes super saying but gets beaten by normal form Vegeta. <laughs> Were there uh, any other... You know what? They just need to bring back Nappa and Raditz and have them the next villains in the next super or movie, whatever they choose to do. What? Return of the Raditz. And Nappa (laughs) as Super Saiyan gods, because apparently that's easy to achieve for everybody now. (laughs) Well, all you need is... I wonder if you could have the alternate Super Saiyan demon god. Because to become a Super Saiyan God, you need five pure hide Saiyans. So what if you had five pure hide Evil Saiyans? 
Vegeta is not pure hearted. I don't care what they say. That whole thing was a lie. Yeah, but we'll have to have five pure height evil. Would it do the opposite? Would it make a Super Saiyan demon god? I think they're getting to the point now where they're going to have to take uh, a leaf out of Superman's book and just start depowering. <laughs> just get a haircut and just hang around in t-shirts. Well, day. Gohan got depowered, so... That's Gohan it. is the most worthless character I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you mind spoilers for the next arc? Warning spoilers, everyone. Uh, right. th- there's a war. Turn off for the next 30 seconds. Yeah, there's a tournament play. between the two universes, Universe 6 and Universe 7. The people fighting in Universes 7's team will be Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Boo, and we don't know who the fifth person is. Goku suggested Gohan instead of Boo, but then Vegeta said that uh, Vegeta suggested, suggested Gohan instead of Boo, and then Goku's like, "No, not Gohan. <laughs> He's too weak." Oh, well, we all know like, who it'll be. Yeah, uh, it'll be, it's going to be John Cena. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> That's the fifth fight. Anyway, so yeah, they'll be fine to collect those Super Dragon Balls, blah, 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 in the oh, World wow. Tournament stage. Okay. Uh, Vegeta suggested that they have to do a written test so that not stupid people have, yeah, can fight. That, yeah, that sounds very Vegeta. <laughs> so, but that's going to ruin Boo and Goku's chances, probably. <laughs> Get through on a scholarship. <laughs> the only way I can see them doing this is if Boo somehow absorbs Gohan just to do the test and then spits him out again afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I must admit, that, that one episode was my favourite. Sorry for going on, but that one episode oh, where good. Hercule goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. That was amazing. But it, it was his, you know, it, you know, I don't know if you watched it, but he imagined himself being Cell. He imagined yeah. himself being Boo. Now, this was him imagined himself being the God of Destruction, Beerus. And he's like, in space, he's like, I shall defeat you, Beebus. <laughs> that goes Super Saiyan, it's just amazing. Well, technically, he did beat Boo, if you yeah. really want to be technical about it. Yeah, he did. And he did help with Cell a little bit. I mean, if he had thrown Android 16's head into the ring, Gohan would have gone Super Saiyan 2, and he would have died, and Cell would have won. God, yeah, it's true. <laughs> technically, he is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, this is that whole. You always get that in a, any franchise of anything. There's always some guy who's, who's a very he's the real hero, yeah. that guy who's stood in the background looking like a dick. Like R two D two in every Star Wars movie. Yeah, or that goofy kid in Harry Potter, or. Well, yeah. have you watched that Game Theory episode where they proved that Harry Potter might not just be the savior of Hogwarts, but in fact the other character was. Yeah, that's the one I was yeah. thinking of. So. I don't know. I don't really watch Harry Potter. I've seen that yeah. theory about. Yeah, I don't watch Harry Potter that much, but I like so far. the game theories. Right, Gary, did you have uh, anything to add on the anime front? Anything new you've watched or seen or read on the mangas? Um, no, nothing really. I, I've watched a lot of anime recently. Um, my favorite one that I've watched so far was Berserk. Yeah. Um, it was on Netflix. So I went and said, "Oh, it's a movie." So I'm going to watch this movie because, you know, it's a movie. It's like an hour and 25 minutes. I watched it only to find out that there's like four movies that go after it. And it's all like (laughs) together. And I was so furious because it ended on such an amazing cliffhanger that I was like, great. Now I'm never going to see the second one because 
for those who don't know, Netflix is where good animes go to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, Netflix has a lot of great animes that will never have a second season. Yeah, and I noticed it, that, because uh, <laughs> watching uh, Steinsgate, I noticed that. There's a clear arc on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but, but, but if you get a chance, definitely watch that Berserk movie, because... Oh, we lost Gary. He said to watch it, so go, we're, we're going to watch it. He's gone to watch it He's now. He's gone to watch it. He's so excited to watch it. It was <laughs> phenomenal. Very great animation, great voice work, a very good story in it as well. But, yeah, like I, I watched I watched Psychopaths. Psychopaths yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, God, there, there's more, but I don't even remember. Oh, um, I watched a, a Netflix original anime. It was called Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, I've um, got that. I actually highly recommend that one. It's got some of the best sound design I've ever heard in an anime. Mm. What was that? Yeah, I said I had that on my watch list. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually Kojima's favorite anime. He he even <laughs> mentioned that as well. Oh, well. <laughs> maybe he'll make a game on it. Maybe. The maybe, yeah. That one is really good. Amazing sound design, like I said. Um, I just wish the story was a little more fleshed out. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes unexplained, which is a shame, but like we'll never get to get to see what it is because the anime never went into production after what you have now. Yeah. So hopefully Netflix will go in and themselves make a third season for it. But right now it's only the two seasons that were originally made mm. that they translated. So there was one new one I watched actually uh, that's actually from this year, which is uh, Parasite. Which is up on Crunchyroll this year, which is about basically body snatching aliens coming to Earth, taking over uh, normal people and not being able to tell who they are, and tells the story of this one teenage guy who doesn't quite get taken over, but his hand does, and his hand is basically a sentient being that he uh, learns to live with rather than it try to because it feels shamed that it didn't take over his body and effectively kill him and so yeah so like idle hands the movie kind of yeah so it basically <laughs> just ends up fighting all these actual parasite creature people like that and it's yeah it's got usual it's got a little bit of humor in it but it's very you know, dark and nasty it's got that invasion of the body snatches slash the thing sort of vibe to it and yeah, I suppose there's a, there's an allegory to masturbation and becoming a teenager, if you will, for the fact that it's his hand having its own mind. But yeah, it's it was a really good series. Again, you can't see them ever having a second season, but it's another one based on a comic. Um, and yeah, it was... uh, the other one I watched was um, the Devil is a Part Timer. Yeah, um, that one is actually really good. It's really funny, but again. Um, there's talks of doing a second season, but it's just talks right now, which, again, it ends on a cliffhanger, and you're just like, awesome. That's all I get from animes is cliffhanger endings and never a conclusion. That's what I did like about Parasite. It wrapped the story up nicely. It just, you know, they could continue, but it, it could be left where it was. No problem. Uh, yeah, it was one of two shows So I started watching on Crunchyroll when I started watching Crunchyroll stuff. And the other was uh, Monster Masume, which, uh, yeah, I don't think I was quite ready for that kind of anime just yet, <laughs> just because it, it was a harem anime. And 
basically the harem of, is is different species of mythical beasts that are women as well. Uh, so yeah, you get uh, like centaurs, harpies, and lamias and such. But, yeah, they all basically this guy ends up having to babysit them because they're integrated into human society, and they all fancy him. And yeah, it's just non-stop awkward situations where they're trying to get off of him and he's got some person telling him that if he does that he could go to prison and yeah it's it's funny in what it does but it, just watching the first couple of episodes it's like christ i just you just i forgot quite how uh interesting anime can be at times it's uh <laughs> so i i've still only got halfway through that series yeah, plenty on the horizon, I think. I'm glad to sort of be back in the fold with anime otherwise. It's uh, quite interesting to see everything again. And uh, uh, dear Aaron, I've actually sort of given me a list of ones I must watch now from that. I suppose I should also mention I watched Attack on Titan, which is yeah, the sort of jump-off point for all this. It was a... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that very much. And Ben, do you ever watch Attack on Titan? No, I need to watch it. It's on Netflix, isn't it? No, it's it is, on yeah. Crunchyroll, I think. I've got both. both of them anyway. Yeah. So. Both. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. It's like, well, they've wrong. got that new game coming out as well, which looks pretty good. Yeah, I did. that's actually the first time I've sort of seen the appeal. Can I just add something about Attack on Titan really quick? Yeah, go. As much as I love that anime, it has absolutely no sense of time whatsoever in that anime. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> The amount of times I was like, like they, they take over one city and then it takes them like three years to get to the next one. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What's going on? I know, and like I said, it was literally the first anime I watched. I'm used to Dragon Ball Z t- time. Five minutes until the planet explodes. That was four weeks then. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, with repeats. With, yeah. uh, when it used to be shown in, in the 90s, every like half a season, they restarted the season. Oh, I used that, to infuriate the hell out of me. That five yeah. minutes was probably like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor pal's going to burst a blood vessel going that long. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I said that, that being the first anime I sort of went back to after a long break away from it, it was uh, odd to see that sort of patches of time thing, as you were saying, Gary, where you're just not quite sure when stuff's supposed to have happened and, especially early on where a few characters look kind of similar and you don't know that they're actually talking about the past when they're actually talking about now. And it's like, but yeah, as it went on, like the second half of uh, Attack on Titan season was just amazing. And the, the the theme tunes for both, you know, both parts as well were just great. Again, another thing that anime does so well, I think is just have some amazing theme tunes that stick in your head, even though you don't know a word of what they're saying. It's absolutely awesome. Oh, I think we've exhausted anime. No, that's definitely that section out of there, but it was nice to actually have that more this time. So we only had two other really big things. Um, one may not apply to everyone here, but Walking Dead TV show. Um, Negan has been announced. He's obviously a very big bad in the comics who uh, does unspeakable things to some much-loved characters that might or might not be dead already. Um, yeah, it's. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing him, who coincidentally played the comedian in Watchmen film. He's gonna be Thomas Wayne in Batman vs Superman. 
and he was in Supernatural as well, among other things. Good choice from what I see. And my only, I think they need a character like that at the minute on that TV show because it's, it, it, I'm getting numb to the idea of it. It's just it's, nothing's very shocking anymore. Nothing's very brutal. It's not really grim enough. It's just like, eh, yeah, well, they're going to survive, whatever. So a lot of the danger that you had in the comics and the early seasons of the show has gone. Because like, even now when the internet's an uproar about if a character died or not, that's the main character, you know they haven't died because the way they frame it in the TV show, it's... And with the spin-off being a bit weak as well and not really adding anything to it, yeah, they have probably come at the best time to have you know, a big bad psychopath-type character coming back into the show and since the governor was last in it. But, uh, anyone else still watching Walking Dead? Ben? Never actually watched it. No? No. Well, not since like the first season, the yeah. first or two seasons. Yeah, uh, so that, that second I, season's a killer. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. one of those. Yeah, I've watched it for ages. And Gary? If Gary's in. Gary's gone. Gary's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, Gary's on the way to work. That's why yeah. he's a... We're pestering him as he drives. <laughs> Gary! <laughs> <laughs> it's like having the radio, only more personal. <laughs> anyway, that was more of a point for me because I sort of wanted to get that bit off I just being a fan of the comics as it is you know it was exciting to see it you know like it is with anything you know, like with anime or, or films or whatever. when you see comic book characters that you've grown up with or you come to a door and you see them on you know see them on screen and realise it can be exciting at first when they get things right but yeah, when it yeah it is losing a bit of its luster that the comics haven't and they've been going a lot longer so yeah and the other comic book tv things to talk about which i'm the only one who's watched any of it here today but um jessica jones just started on netflix and yeah it was yesterday now and yeah i watched the first couple of episodes um yeah daredevil wasn't a fluke it seems for netflix and marvel it's been a fantastic couple of episodes first. David Tennant, I think, is actually going to pull off being a complete asshole really well, which is surprising. <laughs> so, I mean, you frame oh, it. David Tennant's in, I've got to watch it. Oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. He, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely got to watch him for that. Yeah, I watch it for David Tennant now. <laughs> yeah, he plays, yeah, he plays Kilgrave, who can manipulate minds and uh, make people do his bidding. But still remains very small fry because he prefers, yeah, basically getting into people and destroying them that way. But yeah, he's very much hinted at in the first couple of episodes. You know, he appears in flashes and you see flashbacks to his past with Jessica and where he fits in. But yeah, um, it's a really good show. It's from what I've seen so far. The writing's good. The characters get nice, believable. I'd say the characters are better. And Daredevils were where you know, the support cast was a bit eh, in places. And I think they don't have to worry so much about the, replicating a villain as good as you know, Kingpin was in Daredevil. I think Tennant's actually gonna, you know, he's barely been in it, but the way they built him up and all the stories you hear about him, uh, that he just sounds like a 
biggest arsehole on the planet and you just, you, you're quite glad to hear that he, he he was thought to be dead because he's yeah repellent in every way which and he he's back doing an english accent but it's a very very yeah posh english accent <laughs> i mean if, if they'd had him like in the comic books he would have been very different because his comic book name normally is the purple man so being a marvel comic book character you can only guess where that went in the original sense, uh, I don't think that would have quite worked in a more serious TV environment. <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> Purple penis, David Tennant. <laughs> uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Would Tennant again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see David Tennant back in any capacity, to be honest, at that rate. It's, yeah, I know he does bits here and there, but. To actually have him on a TV series again, which I, I'd imagine probably it'd be a recurring thing for when they sort of link all these little stories up. And yeah, I say I'm itching to watch more, but I made the mistake of getting my wife to watch it with me, and she's quite enjoying it as well because you know, she has a bit of bias towards Tenant. So yeah, it's uh, I'm having to wait until she's ready to watch it. I always probably would have watched most of it already. So, I will almost finish out the show by asking if anyone has any other comic book related business. Kind of anime related business, I forgot to say. I'm going to promote Loot Crate by sounds of things. <laughs> but Loot Crate is now doing an anime box. Mm. Uh, anime Loot Crate box once a month. I'm tempted, I haven't signed up yet. I'm hoping I can get in in time before the end of the month, depending on money. But yeah, anime mm. Loot Crate. Splendid. They've also got a special Doctor Who loot crate that I kind of want. I know there's the problem. I see more of these things, and I just oh, I could do that. I could have that. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I want I want Doctor Who one, and I want the anime one. But I'm like, ah, <laughs> which one? Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, that's all I wanted to add. Cool. If I don't know if Gary is around for this final bit, he may still be travelling to work. So. <laughs> I think he was hoping we'd talk for, about anime for a while. So <laughs> uh, I, I still don't feel hugely qualified to talk about it myself too much because uh, I, don't... I know a little bit, but only on the stuff that I actually like. Yeah. I mean... uh, uh, while we're filling time, then how about this? Uh, when I went to see that movie with Ash, yeah, they screwed up the subtitles and half the subtitles went on the screen. <laughs> um, so for the first fifteen minutes, we couldn't understand half what they were saying because. It was like, and then we'll, but then there's this, and then we've got to. You must have gone to the play along version where you've got to guess what they're saying. <laughs> someone report, yeah, someone set, told the guy, because we're British, yeah. we don't like to, te- we don't like to complain, do we really? We'll well, complain Bar- after Bar- it happens. Japanese anyway, doesn't he? So he's all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we'll complain after it's happened. We won't complain during it. <laughs> So we're like, we're all sat there just like, yeah, yeah. Someone, the, the guy projector actually noticed it about 15 minutes in and asked, you know, restarted the movie for us. Hmm. But yeah, we're like, we're sat there going, we can't understand what's going on, but we'll just sit and nod. <laughs> oh I got most of it right, actually, but I'm guessing it because of the yeah, way some... the sentences were. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, if you know 
base amounts of stuff you can sort of piece things together like that i've watched the tv show so i kind of know what their motives would be so (laughs) yeah you don't need it so much then Uh, but it it was hilarious the fact he's like yeah oops (laughs) i was trying to think if there was anything really in the way of comic book video games next year and the only thing i could think of straight away was the lego one really but uh Oh, yeah, a... I thought that was this year. Guess it got delayed. It got delayed, so it's out January, I believe. So it'd be the first big thing. Oh, so right. I'm curious to see um, <clears throat> Lego's thing of doing more Lego games still, while still doing Lego Dimensions, because yeah. the way Dimensions is set up would make you think that oh, well now you have to pay to unlock all these extra characters by actually buying the characters. But yeah, you're still going to have games where you don't have to buy any characters and you can unlock all these characters in the game. So it's... I'm back. Oh. I'm here. Do you know what you missed? I have no idea what I missed. What missed. I missed. Okay, I'll run over quickly. Walking Dead. Do you watch it? Yes, I do watch it. <clears throat> so I was saying about Negan being announced, who's a big fad in the comic books, and it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I also mentioned that I felt though they need it because the show's getting a bit stale in terms of danger of the main cast because everyone feels safe now. And do you have anything to add on that? Um, I do. Um, for those who have read the comic, he is actually a pretty brutal villain. Um, in the in the comics, um, obviously a lot of things are going to change with him because of the show and the direction they went with the show. Oh, yeah. Um. Especially with this season, uh, some of the things he does may not be like it was uh, in the comic. Kind of like the governor. Yeah. Uh, the governor was obviously a lot more brutal in the comic. Than yeah, was there, was, the there was no show. sympathetic side to the governor in the comics at all. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how they handle him. Um, I'm hoping they keep his brutality in the show, but... They need to. It'll be... Because I said it's, the main cast is so safe, and even you know, the one thing that we're talking about, that the person he should kill that may not be killable now, um, clearly didn't die anyway in the way they set it up. Because the show is now getting to that stage where, yeah, you can tell when someone's just escaped with their life because that's the way they frame it. They don't show it on screen properly, and it's so it's. Yeah, for something that is all about anyone could die at any minute, you know, you now have this set of characters who are all safe as houses, no matter what. And that's... Yeah. Now, obviously, there is there is the the big question mark with Daryl, who has, who isn't a character in the comics. Mm. He's a character they made for the TV show, so he's he's the big question mark in what they do with him. Um, maybe if they really want to piss off their fans, he can replace the character that Nagan kills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would just boil some piss. I, I, think, be worse. <laughs> so. I think a lot of people would stop watching that show if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mad, really, because you want unpredictability at that point. Yeah, that I think it's to... great. You know, I think it's great that they, they're ballsy enough to kill off people's favorite characters, you know? Um, yeah, and yet you don't get that sort of complaint in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like, they, they well, kill Game of Thrones, you, you, you should never get attached to any characters in that show because no. they're probably going to die. No matter who they are, something will happen yeah. to them. 
It's like even if they're the luckiest guy alive, they will stub their toe and fall off a cliff. So it's like at least. But yeah, I think it yeah. does need an injection I'm of. He'll he'll appear probably in the last two episodes, if not the last episode of the mm. season. <laughs> and then he'll probably be the main villain they go up against next year. Yeah, the fact they announced him so late into the season would suggest he has only got a small part to play this season. So, yeah. I mean, obviously they'll let their break for the halfway point and go back into it. Um, yeah, it'll probably leave off on the big cliff, cliffhanger of him killing said person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll probably just end with that. It yeah. feels weird that you guys are talking about as a TV show about zombies and saying, oh, it seems too safe. It does. It's a, <laughs> well, yeah, in the early seasons when obviously the whole mess started happening with Frank Darabont and they were starting to get rid of anyone who was a friend of Frank Darabont. Um, so obviously Dale got killed off in the second season despite the fact he's supposed to live well beyond that because he was good buddies with uh, Frank Darabont's director, by the way, the original episode. They sort of helped to get it to the screen. And yeah... So that was really unpredictable because you know, he was a favourite character of mine from that. And it was actually shocking because didn't expect it. And it was just, whoa, out there. And then even then later with the way they did, you know, I've suddenly forgotten Rick's wife's name now. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, the way she died and all the way that happened. But then, yeah, I think last season... Obviously, before was very showing of how safe they've got when they had the chance to do one of the most heinous things that happens in the comic books to to Judith, the baby, and they didn't do it. And it's I know it's hard for them to do that on a normal TV station because they would be up for yeah. there's no doubt about that. But it just shows that you're safe if you're in that little group of people, you ain't getting out. You know, Carol could have been bumped off two three times nope but you know she should be long gone <laughs> so again it's it's a strange yeah. little dynamic no, I, I i agree 100 percent. i mean they they as brutal as the show can be they do a lot of things safe mm. um, obviously like the governor and maggie and that scene like in the comics he just he brutally rapes her in the comics well it's not her this is the thing again that was another change that brings yeah. uh, Michonne in early on that one, giving her more motive yeah. to go and do what she does to him. So, <laughs> but yeah, obviously they're not going to show a brutal rape scene on national television. No, you know? um, but that drastically affected obviously one of the main characters in the story. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's I, I still enjoy the show. I think this season that's going on right now is uh, actually pretty good. It's very fast paced. A I'm, lot is happening. I might be three episodes behind for one reason only, and it's that the um, obviously I've been reviewing and playing Fallout Four, and that takes up a lot of time. But uh, yeah, I found time to watch other things. I think it's just that episode that I watched last was the uh, supposed death of a character, and I don't know yeah. it, it annoyed me so much that after hearing all about it getting spoiled on social media, I watched it and I go, "How does anyone think that happened?" <laughs> so it's quite clear. <laughs> That's not happened. Uh, it, it was almost insulting that they even pretended like, oh, he could be dead. No, <laughs> don't. The way you've just done that, it's so bloody obvious that you're just trying to tease people. And then the fact that you just don't mention it for weeks on end as well. It's like, do one. Come on. 
Yeah, I, I am afraid for AMC, though. As, as popular and as, as how good The Walking Dead is doing for them, you know, now you have Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and which another, is an all original story. Which is not good. <laughs> so, yes. um, that and the entire cast in that show is absolutely dreadful. Like, I literally wanted everybody to die in the yeah, first Yeah, they were repellent. I hated everybody. They were so stupid. And the fact that, like, you're pretty much from what I assume is Los Angeles, right? Mm. And, like, there's no zombies. Like, have you been to Los Angeles? Do you know how many people live in Los Angeles? There's no zombies walking the streets. <laughs> like, I'm just like, really? Yeah, especially, um, I remember um, uh, there's a radio show called We're Alive, which is like an episodic show about zombies in L.A. Funny enough, and yeah, that's pretty much where one of the outbreaks is. <laughs> it's like, and it's yeah. packed with them. So yeah, it's it seems odd that they would go so quiet on it. But I, I again, that comes down to budget. It was it's a spin-off show, and you can tell at times. That yeah, it's it's. But again, it, it was very successful for them. But now. You also have the George Romero show coming yes. to AMC as well. Which I'm... And I think the, the network itself is, I think, is hurting itself by having pretty much three shows about undead creatures at this point. Yeah, all based on comic books as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. But... Like, you have shows that are just going to be competing against each other, you know? And that's so unfair on Romero again, because he just seems to get this luck with his output. It's like when he released Land of the Dead, um, you know, his first zombie movie since Day of the Dead. And it, was, it should have been a bigger deal. But what else came out that year? The remake of Dawn of the Dead and Shaun yeah. of the Dead, both of which ended up sort of drowning out his own film, and it's, which is sad because I've rewatched that film the other day and it's just, it has something to it. It's really good. But yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm really intrigued by that as a TV show, but. Yeah, they're putting it up against those two. And it's just so unfair. And the fact that he's got that little twist to it, obviously, with uh, his show, that it has vampires in it as well. And it is a continuation of that, of the Dead series. So it still yeah. exists within that same universe and carries on. I like that. I like that they've shown all these gradual progressions of what the zombies have become. They aren't just always going to be shuffling mindless creatures. It's like, Stuff you don't see in a lot of the zombie stuff these days. And I think yeah. the guy, the guy's still got it in, in that respect. He's you know, he is the godfather of the genre as it, as it is. Yeah, he may not be the first, but he was the one to popularize it. Ah, yeah. God bless him. So yeah, I'm and looking forward. To also it. Have, they also have preacher coming out next year for them as well. Doesn't look promising to me. It, just, it doesn't look promising to you. No, I. I, I quite into preacher when i was younger and uh, to me it just you know that small bit just doesn't feel very preachery to me yeah the the trailer was was not a very good trailer i will definitely agree with you yeah. but i do have faith in the show um it, seth rogan is, is the writer for that show and i know he's a huge fan um so i think he'll do it justice at least from the writing standpoint but we'll see how it does i think i think it's gonna have it's gonna draw too many comparisons to constantine yeah i think and which isn't unfair, unfair, unfair. it might actually hurt the show rather than help it yeah that's it it's uh one of those we're getting to the glut overload and i think unless you sort of position your show in a certain way you're not going to be very successful especially with comic book shows you know 
the more original your concept, the better than that, I think. Because, I mean, Jessica Jones, which we were just talking about as well before, while you're away, you know, it's a superhero thing, but it's about a superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero anymore. So uses her detective skills and you know, tries to hide from the limelight and trying to escape what amounts to an abusive relationship. So here's the way it's put across. And it's different enough to what you would expect that it's going to be good and it's going to be a hit, I think, critically as well as with you know, people in general. And it's that's what you got to do. you got to make your mark. And like you said, AMC, they're having free zombie things based on comic books. Nah. It's just it's, someone's going to drop out, and it'll probably be the last one on the block. Unfortunately, because of what it is, because yeah, again, I you also have this—you have Del Toro's The Strain, obviously on another channel doing the, the vampire thing. And I love that show, man. That got really good. So yeah, like the second season got really good compared to the first season. Yeah, I, I oh. didn't think I'd see it going anywhere, and it did. It just actually radically improved. It's like, it was yeah, all right. And it's another comic book show. As well. Yeah. So I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing how many are at the minute. It's, it's a stun. Not even watch stuff like iZombie and that. It's not over here as far as I've seen. Yeah, that's a great show too. I, 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 yeah. I've heard random things about that. But yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's weird. You know, we talk about it now and like, even before all these comic book TV shows, comic book movies were being made almost every year as well. Yeah. Even before, like, the whole Marvel boom happened. You know, Vertigo, DC's Vertigo line has probably had more movies than both DC and Marvel combined. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Because they don't put, you know, DC Comics on it. They put Vertigo, and nobody knows what the hell Vertigo is. I think the reboot, yeah, yeah the reboot in the media, in the movie industry was probably about the time of Blade uh, you know, you'd had all this superhero stuff and uh, other comic books in the early 90s that weren't yeah they were right and then Batman went and shot the bed with Batman and Robin and yeah, uh, yeah. Blade, Blade sort of rebooted everything I mean, people attribute it to X-Men being the film that sort of restarted everything but uh, without Blade Marvel wouldn't probably have had quite the success they've had with their stuff yeah, and it's not like, you know, they went in and were like, oh, let's make this movie based on a comic book. They were probably like, oh, look, let's make this awesome vampire movie mm. that's, I guess, based on the comic book. Yeah, that's it. Which I are... think that's more of the mentality for when it came to Blade, because Blade wasn't popular. Blade has never been super popular. No, but his, I would say the only reason for his existence as a movie at that point was Buffy. Because Buffy was yeah. big. And that was it. And it was just like, oh, vampires, let's put something out with vampires, like you said, and it's... So yeah, Joss Whedon look, affected the Marvel Universe before he even got into being in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> How's that for a theory? Yeah, that's fantastic. But yeah, there's there's been plenty. You know, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, you don't really think of it like that. Even stuff like uh, yeah. American Splendor, which is a film called Giamatti. It's like, that's a comic book, but it's not obviously a traditional comic book. It's about a writer of comics who's writes about his own miserable normal life so, yeah. yeah but yeah great so, so yeah, it was like history of violence as well was a common book mm. 
with Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, there's there's been so many that people just don't know. Like who who would have gone and watched Road to Perdition and thought that it was based on a comic book? It's a mafia movie. Yeah. You know, it's amazing stuff. I right? think that's good, and that's where movies like that thrive. Especially if it comes back to Blade again. It's it thrived because no one had that background knowledge. You didn't have a you know thousands of people on the internet screaming at it for being untrue to the source and was like which is probably good for Blade because it would have been bloody ridiculous if it had been anything like the early Blade stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's nice when you can have that where it's actually a bit of a surprise. Now you're very aware of when stuff is based on a comic book because they. It's, yeah, because right they, they straight up tell you. Yeah, nowadays. yeah, because it, it's popular now. Whereas before it would be like yeah. with a comic book movie based on a cover book yeah. with comic book characters coming to your movie comic book soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same stigma that now is attached to video game movies. Now you know, it's like of like it's going to be rubbish. So don't try not to mention that it's a video game. Like, try and distance yourself as far from the video game you're on. I want to say that Dead or Alive is one of the greatest video game movies ever made. Yes, in the sense that it is just as vacant and full of tits as, as Dead or Alive. <laughs> it's one hundred percent. Well, it's exactly like the game. Yeah, Beyond <laughs> Silent Hill is the, probably the most accurate video game film ever. <laughs> so. oh, man. In my opinion, there's only been two good video game movies. Oh, I didn't, I didn't Hill. say it was good, Gary. I'm just saying it was like the video game. You know, I, I still think Mortal Kombat is the best video game movie ever made. Mm, yeah, I'd probably second that. Yeah, it's a good one. Silent Hill is very close. Yeah, again, they shut the bed with that one because the second one was just nonsense after that. Yeah, the second one was garbage. The first one was pretty good. And like, less, the, less... the soundtrack to the first movie was based off the soundtrack to the games, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> he used all the tracks from the games in the movie. It's like that is awesome. That's it. It's that whole thing. Oh, but again, that's way off subject. But anyway, we've run out of stories. We've run out of time. You know, I think I think we can conclude there. This is like the third of the year we've done of this, and I feel. Wait, wait, did you guys talk about Jessica Jones already? Yes, sorry, I did briefly. Yeah, I just said I've seen a couple of episodes. It's good so far. David Tennant looks like he's actually going to be a good villain. It's just, uh, even though they've not shown much of him, they've built him up really well, much in the way they built Kingpin up in Daredevil. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Gary, how are you feeling about seeing that? I'm actually excited to see. Like I've said before, I don't know much of anything of the character. The only thing that I know of Jessica Jones is she dated Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I, I think she has some kind of, like, extra strength or something i'm not 100 sure yeah she's a um, retired superhero as well at this point yeah and some dude named the purple man like pretty much mind controls her yeah and that's... makes her do a whole bunch of stuff yeah that's Tennant's character in the uh tv show now known as kill grave more than the purple man. i'm assuming he's not actually purple he just no, like, no. wears the... no and, and <laughs> the, ori- the original source would have that more like that but uh thankfully they've just gone that he's you know they um sort of queue up any sort of appearance of him with purple shades of light and things like that and he okay. wears purple but uh, yeah it's, uh, they've handled it well and so like, as I was saying earlier it's um, adding that more powers based stuff into the TV shows you know, after Daredevil was quite grounded for what it was it's 
uh, yeah, it's nice to see that they can actually fit a bit of powers in and not have it be ridiculous. It's, uh, they don't really use Jessica Jones's powers all that much. It's very subtle. She only sort of uses it to because you know, she uh, serves people's subpoenas and stuff you know, as part of her job. And okay. yeah, um, one scene early on, this douchebag guy who owns a lap dancing club wants to go away in his car, so she just picks up the back of his car and holds on to it until he takes a subpoena. So. Yeah, just little stuff like that. It's quite well written. It's you know, really well directed. Uh, Kristen Ritter is just awesome as Jessica. It's just, she's just got the right amount of mouth to her. And yeah, she pulls off this whole you know, damaged, troubled person, sort of living with this, you know, trying to run from a past. And you know, Luke Cage is in it, of course, uh, as part of the story, and Mike Coulter plays him. Yeah, he's... I, there's this whole Mr. and Mrs. Smith-esque vibe going on about them flirting early on in the show and neither of them knowing that the other has powers. And it's like, so yeah, it's, uh, it's also uh, quite raunchy for a, <laughs> a Marvel thing. There's uh, Within about 20 seconds of the program starting, she's trying to catch a couple shagging. Uh, yeah, it's quite graphic in that respect. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good because... Comic books, comic book movies, and TV shows have like kind of shied away from from the violence of what yeah. the comics actually are. Well, yeah, like, you look at Batman and you look at the movies. Okay, you know they're they're PG thirteen, they're violent, but they're not too. You read a Batman comic book nowadays, mm. and it's like an NC seventeen comic book. <laughs> well, I mean, it's super brutal, you know. So Jessica Jones was always like that as a comic, anyway. It was very you know adult. You know, they always included all the. the that, you know, the raunchiness and the violence and the swearing there's less swearing in this to that degree because for some reason for all the things they can do they can't say fuck apparently but so yeah yeah but otherwise yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's I think, I, I think it's it's great you know it really is um i'm happy for a character like jessica jones who honestly isn't very well known outside of her relationship with luke cage um, especially for for like comic book fans of the character, like I think they're really happy that someone like Jessica Jones is getting a spotlight like this. Um, yeah, but it, it, it also kind of bugs me. Like we, we talk about this all the time, and it's all the people who just jump on the bandwagon of something that's popular. Yeah, and it's like I, I put this in chat the other day, and it's like. I was talking to this guy at work and he's like, I'm so excited for Jessica Jones. going to be awesome. I love that character. And I'm like, tell me about the character. Cause I don't know too much about the character. Like I just said, <laughs> and he couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> I'm just like, what? You're not a fan. Don't even talk to me. You're just, you jumped on the bandwagon of Marvel and daredevil. And now, Oh, here's another Marvel show. The only thing that's catching you is Marvel. That is it. And it just bugged me, you know? But yeah, yeah it does. Unfortunately, it does get to that where you get people sort of. I've I had it with The Walking Dead as well. Obviously, I read a fair bit of it, and then the TV show comes out, and then people start going crazy for the TV show and obsessive and stuff like that. You see it with Game of Thrones, even to be honest. It's you have this whole book snobbery about it. It's, uh, so I've seen it from both sides of the fence on that one. Where you know I hadn't read Game of Thrones at all, but. You know, you get those cock-ins spoiling everything for people who hadn't, and then 
they were the ones getting all angry when the books started varying too much from the TV show. <laughs> and uh, They didn't quite have that power over everyone anymore. But it's so uh, you can understand why it looks dickish on both sides. But, but yeah, yeah. You, as I was saying earlier, you want to keep hold of your babies in this, in this sense where these are the things we love. And it, it's annoying, yes, when people do come out and sort of go, oh, yeah, I love this, I love that. I've always liked this. And it's like, nah. I mean, I know so many people who didn't give two shits about comic book stuff 10 years ago and act like they're the biggest comic book fans. They are, you know, by extension, they are comic book fans now, but not because of the comic books. They, they, don't, they don't read yeah. the comic books. They, they, they're watching the stuff, which is cool. It's fine. It's good that you're into the characters that way, but it's, yeah, calling yourself a comic book fan when you don't really read comic books is a bit far-fetched. It's more like you're, you're a fan of liking stuff based on comic books. So, yeah, I mean, Jessica Jones, it's like, no, it's never been one of my big characters either, but I like the character. It's like, I know enough about her. I've seen, I don't know, read enough stories where she's been in. And, I mean, I've read a couple in the run up to this as well. And it's like, and yeah, it's, I think, yeah, I said Kristen Ritter does good justice to the character it's not exactly the same but never is with this because you have to make these little sort of changes to just work on tv i think because i said some stuff in comic books is just too ridiculous to put on telly as as it is yeah i i agree um but but it's good you know like i said it's it's good to be a comic book fan right now Mm. it really is there's just so much there's what like six comic book tv shows now yeah um you Kid. got like four comic book movies coming out next year. Like, I just don't understand why there has to be this huge divide yeah, no. of people. You know, it's like, oh, Daredevil is awesome, way better than Arrow. DC sucks. It's like, really? It's two different shows uh, on very, two different networks and different tonal, tonally as well. It's completely different. Which, well, like I said before, it's the thing that makes me laugh in a way. It's like, that Marvel's TV shows have taken DC's overall tone and DC's TV shows have taken Marvel's overall tone. It's it's all, you know, more serious brooding stuff is happening in the Marvel mm-hmm. show and they yeah, it's a bit more happy go lucky in the way. I mean they're a bit uh, as good as the flash is at times. The bits where they stand around and talk to each other just look shit sometimes. They just irritate me ever so slightly the way they do them because it's like <laughs> that people don't talk like that, not even in comic books. <laughs> Just, yeah, you're just spouting exposition for the sake of it. It's like they get from one scene to another, and they go, ah, "How can we get there without explaining too much in budget? Uh, using the budget for it? Uh, I know we'll just have them all stand around talking things about things they would never talk about." You've never been to to Scarborough, then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, budget budget is a big thing too. Like. You look at like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like I'm pretty sure the budget for those shows, um, because they don't have a lot of special effects or anything, it's mostly just stunts, is probably not as big as the budget for the flashes. Right. So they Or it does use a lot of CG, you know? Like I remember reading when they did uh King Shark's cameo appearance. Which was awesome. It was like 10, 15 seconds long, and the budget for just making him on the show for 10, 15 seconds was more than the budget of the entire episode. Yeah, it's mad so, like that, but it's, I suppose you can allow these little things. But yeah, it just you can see it in the overall product of the show, I think. It's like 
in Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it just looks better. And it's like, as much as there's a lot right, as I said, with Flash and Arrow, it's, it's something about it looks a bit too, I don't know, it's uh, soft, if you will. It just looks like a TV set too much. Yeah. Times and I think that's it. I think it's because, as you said, that if they rely on CG and stuff, it's not always going to be the highest profile stuff because it will cost a lot of money. And yeah. yeah, apart from the King Shark bit, which was really good and well done, but as you said, for 15 seconds, you really want to be doing it. Yeah, and, and now people are like angry. Is King Shark going to appear again? Is he like, is he going to be like a prominent villain? I'm like, most likely not. If it costs them that much money, they're not going to do it. Well, you just I mean, see the way they handled it. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> they, they, yeah, like they have Gorilla Grodd, who's all CG, and I think Grodd looks really good hmm. for a TV show like that, and he's all CG. And like I know they said when season two went into production that Grodd is going to be the main villain of the second season. And I was like, if he's the main villain, that show is going to have a pretty hefty budget. They're going to CG draw the entire time. And obviously that didn't end up being the case with the second season. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing for them in some ways because it gives them a bit of restraint that may, maybe wouldn't have with certain characters. I think they'd end up just using them a lot if it wasn't for CGI being a problem. Yeah, and, and, and like even Supergirl right now Supergirl has a bigger budget than both Arrow and The Flash at combined, I think. Um, and and the CG in it is, is actually pretty decent. Like the, the fighting looks pretty good. You can feel the, the the weight of the characters, especially Supergirl when she gets hit, how she falls, ground breaks around her. It's pretty good CG in my opinion. Um, the writing could be better, yeah, but that's a different story. But yeah, I mean. It's good. It's good to be a fan. It yeah. really is. It's a good time. Right. I suppose that wraps us up before we go too long. Um, right. So, yeah, it's been nice to have a third episode for the year. Hopefully we'll do this sporadically throughout the year again. And, uh, yeah, I suppose we shall see you again. I think we lost Ben temporarily there. Or did we? Why, Ben? No. Oh, ben was so... No, I'm here. It's just oh, it's weird. I've got a file from you and it won't load, is not it? Skype, <laughs> hey, Skype decided it didn't want to switch over. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Okay. So, we shall say goodbye. Um, any shout-outs or anything, guys? Gary? Oh, no. No shout-outs. Um, well, shout-outs to the fans who listen. Yeah. Keep listening. And if, if you like what we're doing with you know the comic book podcast. Let us know, and we'll we'll do more. Yeah, and tell us what we're doing wrong. What we're doing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> send us questions. <laughs> send us your comic book questions because yeah. obviously there's stuff we don't talk about. And stuff like we don't the, know the, about. Big, uh... the big death in Secret Wars that that's about to happen. Mm. Um, we don't want to spoil that, obviously. But if you want us to, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you, you want to send me more risque anime to watch, you know, that's, <laughs> I can review it. <laughs> risque anime to watch. No, because that just opens a can of worms. That just opens a can of worms, Neil. Yeah, there you go. I've just increased our, our listening volume. Um, what about you, Ben? 
Anything you want to shout out? Uh, not really, to be honest. Yeah. It's nice to be on. Thank you for having me on. That's good. So we did this uh, as we were wanting everyone to be around for what is going to be a very special Unchained next course, which is the 100th episode of PlayStation Unchained. So rather than do the cheap you know, cop-out 99.5 or 99.9, we thought, <laughs> let's bring back one of the specials. So, yeah, yeah, we came back and did another comic book podcast just to pass the time. And, yeah, we've had fun doing it. So I'm sure we'll see you again in a few months before uh, Civil War and Dawn of Justice start arriving and or around that time and discuss that then. Maybe maybe, if... maybe the actual Secret Wars book will be finished by then. <laughs> We shall see. Yeah. Oh, and as a final aside, um, I have, of course, played the worst game based on an anime ever, which this year, which was Afro Samurai 2. And since it's been cancelled, which is awesome. So <laughs> I thought I'd leave it on that one. Well, um, I wonder if you'll get a refund. Something? Yeah. yeah. Um, can I just say, I, uh, they cancelled it, that's fine, but I don't think pulling the first episode off of sale was a good idea. They they did that pretty much immediately. It's a, I, don't, I don't think it's right. If you finish the game, you released it. If people want to buy it for whatever reason, since it's there, let them buy it. If you don't want to continue it, that's a different story. But at least leave the first episode on there. I don't think anyone should suffer that much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're asking for it. <laughs> hey, there are fans who will fix that game for them, okay? So, I, it, honestly... <laughs> I challenge, if anyone ever has a copy, <laughs> you don't want it, but you just cannot fix it. I'd love to see someone try. I really would, because that game was, you'd have to make a whole new game. You really would. I don't see that game ever being fixed to be anything above 3 out of 10. Hey, that's still better than 1 out of 10. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if it weren't for the soundtrack, that would have been... Barely one, if anything. But they... It's going to be free on PS Plus next month. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big reveal. That's going to be the big reveal. I mean, the PlayStation Christmas special. Experience. Yeah, PlayStation <laughs> Experience. They'll wheel it out and go. We, we present you our exclusive deal with Afro Samurai. It's uh, okay. You'll also get all the future episodes for free. Oh, right in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you these illustrations to represent them. For illustrations, we meet sock puppets. Uh, but you know what? We'll talk about that um, later, probably next month, because I want to do a, a special podcast where we talk about bad games, really, would be quite nice, and probably the good games. So we'll probably do a whole end-of-year sort of show thing where we'll discuss all these things, and, yeah, that will be one of the things we'll be discussing. So until... And stay tuned for our awesome Game of the Year podcast. Yeah, okay. that's it. Oh, yes. Well, we'll probably yell and hate on each other for our decisions, but... Yes, there, there's <laughs> definitely already going to be some uh, quibbles in that. <laughs> Mainly Gary saying, why haven't you played The Witcher 3 yet? And uh, me going, I'm sorry, Fallout 4 hasn't worked for you. <laughs> and then there's me going, go simulator, go simulator! <laughs> uh, well, we could do that in the worst games. Ooh, that's... <laughs> it's not that bad at all. Anyway, we'll leave it at that, and we'll see you for Unchained 100 next week. Yeah. All right. Tutoroo. Goodbye. See you guys. Bye. Thank God for me.